It's okay to be a little bit of a jackass, Sophia. And we are recording. We've been recording. I know. We've got some liquor. Let, but, I, but let's I go. I know. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Nerd Forensics. I'm Millicent Oriana. My arm is still kind of fucked up, so we're going to just kind of kick it off. And this might be a mini-soda. might not. You get but tonight, you we're going to be discussing Nickelodeon in the 1990s and why that can never be replicated. I mean, I've seen so many blogs that are like, you know, Nickelodeon in the 90s, the millennial kids Nickelodeon. And it's like, look, you can't have that anymore. And that's what we're going to discuss tonight in an episode I like to call Mad Men, Maniacs, Malcontents, and All Real Monsters, or the Nickelodeon Foot Club for Men. Millicent Oriana, culture expert. While seeking to unlock the secrets of all fandoms, she is exposed to an overload of every aspect of pop culture. Now, when asked a question about a piece of popular culture, she becomes curious. Now hosting a podcast and joined by amazing guests, she seeks to find answers and find a way to live off her talents and to make a fun podcast. Don't make me ask questions, Jonah Vasquez. I think you actually work for Disney now. Good evening, everybody. We are recording from the Nickelodeon Resort and Hotel circa 2016, thanks to the help of our amazing TARDIS. A British man came into our house one day, and we straight up mugged him. So, we are here. It's full of mold and roaches and very gross. There are Cosmo and Wanda cutouts, and Fairly Odd Parents hasn't been on in a couple of years. So, um, I can't believe we paid as much as we did for this room. But here we are. We are going to be recording an episode about why Nickelodeon in the 1990s cannot be replicated. I am joined by Jacob Bourbon and producer Sophia Baca, um, host of, well, co-host of Breaking Math. All right. And anybody who listens to me that doesn't listen to Breaking Math should definitely check it out. Anybody who listens to Breaking Math that doesn't listen to this show should check it out. I don't know how the Breaking Math fans <laughs> are going to figure that out, but, you know, I'm going to send them my psychic way. Okay, I'm glad you caught that while you were speaking. Okay, you know what? I'm going to make this make sense. I'll play a clip of it on my show, perhaps. Play it on your damn show. Help me out. <laughs> All right. So, starting off, we're going to just talk about Nickelodeon in the 1990s a little bit. And uh, Jacob didn't have cable back then, so. Yeah, so uh, I live in the mountains you're of New Mexico. Uh, a specific mountain chain. I don't want to get too specific, just, you know. But anyways, we didn't have, like, the ability to even have cable until, like, 2015, probably. But we could get satellite a lot earlier than that. Um, but I didn't get it until I was, like, already in middle school. And I was born in 1990, so I kind of missed the Nickelodeon 90s uh, oh, trend. Yeah. But I was all about Toonami and Adult Swim when I finally got it. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, like, yeah, you definitely didn't grow up when SpongeBob was still really fun and, like... Yeah, like, I missed all real monsters. Yeah! I missed Martin Rocco. That was a hoot! I missed all the... And it's like, I knew these things existed... And when I'd go on vacation with my parents, I loved the ability to actually watch TV right. because it would usually we'd go someplace that would give us cable. Oh, yeah. And I mean, 
If you watch TV after like nine o'clock on on cable in the nineties, it was. You will also receive an instructional video and an instructional booklet with recipes, and don't forget coupons worth two hundred and fifty dollars. Order right now, and you'll also get the thirty dollar dual heating tray absolutely free. This over four hundred dollar value is yours for only five easy payments of only nineteen ninety nine plus S and H. Or send ninety nine ninety five plus S and H to Ronco Beverly Hills California. No credit card, no problem. Your checking account number will do. Look at this wild rice oh, and corn. Wonderful with raisins. That's a great meal. And it's all done huh? together. And over here, Jill, we have tamales, steamed tamales, mm, with the and beans. that I've got six steamed tamales in here and some nice beans. Come on over here. Here we have whole oh, fish. Gosh. Three whole trout. Now, that was beautiful. if you're a hunter, a fisherman, a backpacker, a camper, any fish, this is a fabulous product for you. Come on That's over here. Wonderful. We got some more things over here. More stuff? Yes, okay. more stuff. Was it until like the mid 2000s or was it the late 2000s of that, um, that uh, some channel still shut off? Because I remember the test pattern. Oh. I think it was up until like the mid 2000s. I mean, shit, it wasn't until after I stopped paying for television service. Because I, mean, I remember it was, it was a digital like pattern for like yeah. the teeniest little bit of time. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm one of those goddamn millennials, but I remember there was a point when I stopped having television, it was still going on. I don't know if Comedy Central is the same way nowadays because I think everybody just, you know, does Hulu and Netflix and shit now. But... I remember Comedy Central for at 3 a.m. till 9 a.m. just ran infomercials. I think they do still, but it's for less time. Ah. Um, I myself, yeah, I haven't uh, had TV in like seven years. I've basically just been streaming for the last seven years. Oh, yeah. It's less time. Pretty much me, too. It's less time than me because it's been like a good 14 years. God, I miss lockup. I know. I miss lock. I miss the crazy shit you could find at two in the morning when you were stoned out of your mind and you were just looking for something crazy to watch. That was the coolest thing about living with my mom. I remember you'd come over on like the weekend. We get high as fuck, and we would watch Lock Up on MSNBC. Yeah, that, that's when we found out the Booty Warrior was a real person. When I see one, and he looks good to me. When I go see him, I say, "You come here." I say, "I'm tell you what, uh, I like you, and I want you, and uh, uh, we can do it the easy way out of the hallway." So the choice is yours, right? Oh, I know. That was very scary. All right. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Nickelodeon, of course. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved SpongeBob when I was a kid. And I loved Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy. And, oh, well, we're going to definitely talk about John Kay because how could we possibly skip that elephant in the room? Yeah, I found out about it, like, right after I had bought all the seasons of Ren and Stimpy. Ooh, and I felt really bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a hard little. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I still want to watch the show, but there are points where I'm like, I don't know if I can. Yeah, like yeah, like there are things I remember from it, and yes, there is genuinely funny things in the show. Like, 
to deny it would be just flat out wrong. Oh, yeah. But it's one of those things of, can I really, like, support this person anymore? I don't think I can. Well, here's the good news. I don't think any of that money actually went to him. Oh, I don't think it does either. I think it all went to Viacom. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, if anybody's going to give credence to somebody, give it to Joe Murray. Let's talk about Klasky and Supo. Because that's about as far back as the mania begins. And who are they exactly? Okay, so they were the ones who made All Real Monsters, Rocket Power, The Wild Thornberries, Rugrats. They actually were the animation team for the first two seasons of The Simpsons. Oh, interesting. Were they also, uh, were they on the Elizabeth Taylor show or whatever? Oh, uh, Tracy Ullman? Yeah. I believe they did the animation for the Simpsons shorts during Tracy Ullman's days. They also did uh, Duckman. Anybody that ever saw Duckman, which was, it was a complicated show. It was from that era in the 90s, the early 90s, when everybody was trying to replicate the success of the Simpsons. It, am I remembering, is he the one that kind of looked like Superman? Like, I remember a very specific, like, it, it was a it duck. Was, I, thought, I thought that was Courage the Cowardly Dog with a Duck Superman. I don't remember. That was Duck Zeus, and I think you're both thinking of Duck Zeus. That might be. It's one of those things where I like. I remember seeing it. There was like a duck with like a Superman kind of costume on, and had a big D on its chest. Yeah. And I mean, a, the letter D, not a big dick. Yeah, I don't think that's Duckman, because Duckman was. Uh, he had red hair and an overbite and glasses. And he uh, he was voiced by Jason Alexander. Okay, no, that's definitely not the character I'm thinking okay. of. And he was like a detective, like a like a private eye, who had like a family and stuff. And it was... are you talking about Gizmo Duck? No, I'm not talking about that either. Like this looked like a fucking Superman, but as a duck. Yeah. And I remember it standing out as in my childhood as something I had seen, but. Yeah, you're probably thinking of a character from, like, Darkwing Duck or something Maybe. Like I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the thing is, though, uh, yeah, Duckman was a cool show, but it was also, it was an animated adult show on USA in the 90s. So, like... Wait, what's USA? Is that still around? Yeah, it was a network. They had, uh, they had... They had Monday Night Raw. Oh, and Burn Notice, oh. which Burn Notice was actually a pretty great show. I will say wait, that... Wait, what did you say the network was called? USA. Yeah, it was the USA Network. I thought it was ABC. No. No. I thought ABC was on uh, the Burn Notice. No, no, no. I mean, they Burn might Notice. have, like, reruns of Burn they Notice. They might have shown but reruns of Burn Notice. But, uh, they, weren't, they weren't the premiere yeah, network. Burn Notice. Monk. Monk was also on USA. Wait. Yes, I kind of remember that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. USA had Monk and Burn Notice. And, okay, I will say right now, Monk is really offensive to Neuro neurodivergent people i will say i thought it would, i always thought it'd be cool to have someone to help me with my schedule um, <laughs> yeah i know i always wanted money to have an assistant i mean pretty much anything dealing with neurodivergent people from like the 2000s or before is pretty poorly handled i won't say that's completely true i mean look at i am sam the question is if if you love your daughter as much as you say you do, and I know that you do, don't you think she deserves more? Don't you, in your heart of hearts, secretly question yourself every day, don't you? 
Objection, compound questions. Okay, yeah. Was that a a yes? Yeah, I think Lucy deserves everything. See, yeah, in my heart of hearts, I think she deserves everything. Yes, she does. Yeah, okay. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. (laughs) God. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. Um, Yes, yes, you should. uh, uh, Well, uh, I I, thank you. Um, Yeah, like... I'm glad we've grown up as a culture a little bit. Like we, we, we America is constantly just two step forward, one step backwards. Oh, that's not true. I mean, look at uh, Dustin Hoffman. He won an Oscar for his portrayal of a guy that Rain Man completely does not accurately portray at all. Ex- yeah. yeah. I mean, Kim Peek is an interesting person, but yeah, it's it's not he's brought up. Oh, also, you know what always bothered me was that the was that the the Rain Man character. He's like, how many digits is this? And he says the exact amount of digits that are on the calculator. They obviously just did the calculation on the calculator and then read it off. If it were mental calculation, he would have kept going or had fewer digits. That's the thing. I live with somebody who does math like that, so I know what I know. What neurodivergence and math like that is actually like. And she, is it, can I plug my podcast? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, go. Don't plug your podcast. Breaking math. It's about math. Anyway, yeah. I was gonna say I'm the kind of neurodivergent where I do that, but I yell at like the TV because somebody on the TV says that it's this movie, and I'm like, no, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger did that in Twins, not Total Recall. You idiots. He wasn't the assistant director. He was the best boy or something. I don't know. In episode 2F09, when Ichi plays Scratchy's skeleton like a xylophone, he strikes the same rib twice in succession, yet he produces two clearly different tones. I mean, what are we, to believe that this is some sort of uh, (laughs) a magic xylophone or something? Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. And I'm the type where when a fortune cookie tells me to trust in others, I say, fuck you, why are you preaching at me? That's not a fortune. Yeah, God, I hate preachy fortune cookies. God, there's nothing worse than a fortune cookie that gives you advice instead of a fortune. Or or even worse than that is a fortune cookie that, okay, compliments? I will say compliments are better than advice. Yes, compliments are, but <laughs> because at least that still makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah it'd be fun. Preachy be, fortune cookies suck. It'd be fun to have a fortune cookie made out of just like rye dough with absolutely no sweetener, because it's like you know, screw you. You don't get like, you don't get like a sweet thing. You just need some advice, and here it is. You can, we, we, they can be called like preachy cookies. Do we give them to birds? Like, what's <laughs> the point of this? No, no. What's we, the point of a cookie because, that tastes like urine? Because here's the thing. A fortune cookie already kind of tastes like shit. Yeah. Like, Wait, we're, we're talking about that with no sugar. No orange Yeah, so I would give it to a bird before also, I would yeah. eat it. Instead of flour, it's rye flour. I wouldn't eat this. No, it would be a penance. I wouldn't eat this. Like, I haven't. Told you about I the, would throw it away. Well, I haven't told you about the new religion. Me and you are and Millie are starting. Apparently. Oh yeah, we're starting a new religion and we're starting a new political party. Look, you already know about my religion, and it, it basically is determined on if God would want it or not. Yeah, God wanted it or not. I miss your old religion though. Back in high school, where you worshipped hedonism, bot. Hello, handsome. Might I procure your services? Uh, what do I have to do? Oh, nothing sordid, I assure you. Simply vomit on me ever so gently while I humiliate a pheasant. 
Save it for the boudoir. Well, yeah, hedonism bot was great, but now I understand that if God wanted us to live more than 50 miles from where we were born, he would have made us faster. Yeah. Uh, Jacob considers me wearing a sling right now a sin. It is a sin. If God wanted your arm to heal, he would heal it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's the point. Um, keep wearing your sling. <laughs> I'll keep wearing my sling. It's a sin. I don't agree with Modern this. medicine is a sin. I don't agree I with this I got, I got space age context. I cannot be part of this. Look, <laughs> the, the goal of this religion is to revert us back to the stone age because pretty much all modern technology saw Science understanding of really anything is a sin. God doesn't want us to know that. God wants us to live in trees and crap in a bush. He said into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're the one that bought the microphone. Exactly. You're the one that's committing the sin. Yeah, exactly. I'm I am but, sinless so I, in the I, eyes I, of my I'm, God. I'm what like your techno Sabbath goy. Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Essentially, where his like techno Sabbath goes. When he uses his cell phone, it's not in the service of God, but he just like says like you know penance. Exactly. That's why I keep conversations brief. <laughs> you should incorporate this flaxseed and rido fortune cookie in your religion. I didn't say flaxseed, but yes, bring him in. I was saying that. Well, that, no, that the flour... problem is, is that God doesn't want us to cook. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he wants true. us to shit, so we flax seeds. Yeah. But you can just honestly. eat the flaxseed. Yeah, but now it's in a cookie form. The cookie, though, instead of no, flour, you should use ground flaxseed. You don't understand. You <laughs> did something to change it from something into something else. God doesn't want that. God wanted it to be flaxseeds. God hates <laughs> verbs. God you can't turn you can't take something and turn it into something else. That's a sin. Houses are a sin. Agriculture is a sin. Agriculture is a sin. It seems like anything is a sin. Anything other than hunting and gathering is a sin. Well, no, hunting is turning a live thing into a dead thing. And you have to make Okay, gathering is the only thing that isn't <laughs> sick. It's turned plucked into non-blood. You can you only be that one Indian religion where you just eat everything yeah. off of the ground. You I have mean, to make tools <sighs> to gather. No, you don't. You yes, just pick you it. Do. If oh, you can't yeah. pick it, it's not worth eating. <laughs> You know all modern food worth picking has been invented by generations of agriculture. All right. That's still sinful, but we can live with that because it's already done. And before we get delve into the uh, awesomeness of a new religion, I want to bring up the porridge party just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the United States recently removing all abortion protections, I have to tell everybody about the porridge party. The porridge party, we're going to not only go that way we're gonna lean into it when people say i'm going balls deep we're going balls deep we're not gonna let anybody have any reproductive rights we're gonna have people do gender affirmation surgery via lottery we're gonna have people get inseminated via lottery abortions via lottery sterilizations sterilizations reversing sterilizations all these things are going to be done via lottery. Oh, and the judicious application of random teratogens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're also going to give people... Thalidomide um, uh, and shit. Yeah, for fertility drugs. And we're also going to give them sterilization drugs via lottery. Again, we don't believe that anybody should have any sort of bodily autonomy whatsoever. If you agree with the Supreme Court's decision... You please, agree with us. You agree with the porch party. 
I'm running for president in 2024. You're not going to be old enough. And also, it's not... <laughs> I don't think people run for president in 2024. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah 2024 is the election year. Oh, yeah, it is four years. We've been kind of going off on a tangent, but we've been having fun. <laughs> We're having fun here, aren't we? All right. So, yeah, we've been having a little bit of fun here. So, let's get back to Klasky. Let's hear from so, I can't find the articles. Uh, if anybody wants to look it all up, that's something for you to do. That's something for you to do. Find that out. Like, here's the thing. I, even not really even caring about Nickelodeon, know about some of this stuff. It has been verified to death. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Classy and Supo, when they were making Rugrats. Yeah, because they're famous for what? Rugrats and what else? Rugrats, Rocket Power, All Real Monsters, The Wild Thornberries. A lot of classic, like, mid to late 90s shows. They also did the first two seasons of The Simpsons, and I believe they did the Tracy Allman shows. Look, all I really remember from fucking Nickelodeon was Hey Arnold, and I didn't care for that show. I will say that show was fascinating because it, to- it tackled topics like alcoholic parents and stuff like that back in like the early 90s. Like, and here's was, the thing. I get like yeah. I've read articles and things like yeah. about how it was like a great show for kids to watch. And I'm not like dissing anybody who did yeah. like it as they were growing up. But I'm just saying you just never watched it. I never watched it. And the bits of it that I did see, I didn't really it didn't get me into the show. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like me personally, I think the only show from Nickelodeon at this time that didn't have anything problematic about it was Rocco's Modern Life. Now, Rocco's I did see a bit of and I did like it. Of course, they've edited out the really like horrifying jokes. Oh, I'm sure like, they did. There was a thing where Heifer and Rocco were trying to rent a hotel room, and the guy was trying to charge him by the hour. <laughs> and, like, they were like, no, we're going to be staying all night. And he was like, whoa, that long? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with that yeah. kind of joke, being in a kid's show. Oh, I didn't either. Oh, yeah, what kid would get that? Yeah. Like, that's not something you get until like, you're older. Oh, yeah. If a kid gets that, there's bigger issues at play than exactly. the cartoon. Like, oh, for yeah. real. There was uh, there was one where a doctor was doing a physical to Rocco, and he took his eye out of the socket and started squeezing it and told him to turn his head and cough. Yeah. And it's one of those things. No oh, kid's going to get that. Is there one where Heifer's, like, or when some bulls, balls are being plucked? Not Heifer, because he's, oh. he's a steer, right? He's already a steer. They make a point of that throughout the show that he's a steer. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. They like, they correct him. Like he'll say he, like some people say a cow and they'll be like, no, he's a steer. Here's what I'm going to say. Joe Murray, who made Rocco's Modern Life and is a wonderful, wonderful person from everything I've seen. He's the only person involved in Nickelodeon in the early nineties. That wasn't some sort of weird predator or something like that. With all of this going back to uh, John K. So, John Kay, of course, made Ren and Stimpy. You've been using my Robert Goulet party wig as a coffee filter again, haven't you? <laughs> ah, sure thing, Ren. He also made, like, The Ripping Friends and a bunch of other cartoons that, like, nobody watched. John Kay made half of a season. The guy who created Ren and Stimpy worked on half of season one. 
And then he was fired for being incompetent. Well, I mean, mm. a common tactic of his, wasn't it, to just, like, wait until the episode needed to premiere and then show them the script? Yeah, that way he could put it off and get past censors. Yeah, like, so he could just put in whatever joke because they were like, we need the episode now. And, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it was a fun cartoon. It was revolutionary. It was groundbreaking for a lot of reasons. And, I mean, there's great animation in it. And... It really is. And there's, like, funny bits and everything. So, John Kay, he actually got fired halfway through. I believe it was the first season, maybe the beginning of the second season. He got fired right away, though, because he refused to meet deadlines. I'm wondering if it was a laziness thing. I have a theory that maybe it was, like, a weird thing where he just... He wanted kids to see things regardless if it was appropriate or not. I honestly would kind of agree with that. The real thing that really, really stuck out with him, besides his absolute refusal to ever meet deadlines and stuff, which is why he got fired from Ren Stimpy. It's why he hasn't had a steady job since. I mean, shit, that show ended almost 30 years ago now. Yeah, it kind of makes wait, me wait, sad year. to think about. Uh, the show ended in 1995, 96. Yeah, it ended, and he had been off the show since 92, 93. I was born in 92. People yeah. born after the Phantom Menace can vote. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker hadn't had a successful show or a job on a show since, like, Cool World. I know, getting back to John K though. Okay, so what the monster did, because we need to talk about the monster... He recruited two teenage girls that rode into him at different points, telling him how, like, influential he had been on them. One one of them was, like, 13, and the other one was, like, 15. He recruited them to both work for Spumco, which was his animation company. Spumco? Spumco. All of that sentence is sketchy. That sounds like Spunko. Yeah, I know. That sounds like Spunk. Oh. Yeah, Spunko, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and like come go. Yeah, is a yeah. British slang for come. Yeah, for come. Uh, okay, well, I will say that that's the least problematic thing he did in this whole thing. Because uh, one thing he liked to do is he would, like, give them caricatures. He would give them caricatures of them being fucked by dogs. That's not a that's not a light offense. Yeah. No, that is objectively horrifying. Yeah, that is objectively horrifying. But this is the least problematic thing he did. Look, oh. I'm gonna say right now, if you want to draw some weird fucked up shit, that is, you know, you're between not between you hurt- and God. Yeah, you're not hurting anybody doing that. But when you're doing it of people you know... and Yeah, that crosses a line. That crosses a line. Showing them. And then showing them. That crosses another line. That's like a whole different line that's that's even worse somehow. Yeah, it makes it worse. Oh, yeah. So the thing is, um, he then started turning these two girls against each other and had them both, like, living with him. And they never met each other. Okay. How is this legally arranged? I don't know. This isn't legal. He was also uh, okay, just, okay, but okay, but for international listeners, you'd be surprised at what is legal in the United States when you have a waiver. He was also your, yeah. Your parents can sign I, away your youth and innocence. Yeah, there's like 14 states that child marriage is still legal. I think I think New Mexico is one of them. I think it might be. Look, here's the thing. I don't believe in God, but this definitely goes against the laws of God. <laughs> 
getting back to Klasky and Supo, because we didn't talk too much about them and their weird baby talk and everything. I believe her name was Jean Klasky. So apparently the writers hated her guts. And why was that? She would talk to them in baby talk, like weird baby talk. And she would also read parenting guides and demand they make changes to the scripts according to the parenting guides. And these are 90s parenting guides, so pretty much alchemy books at best. Hey, get down from that bookshelf, please. Most of those books haven't been discredited yet. The thing about them was, uh, besides that, Dee Dee from the show Rugrats, her obsession with this uh, eponymous Dr. Lipschitz, that was actually making fun of that producer and her insane obsession with like these weird parenting guides and stuff. But who's the? Was there like an anchor, a sane anchor, that made the show half watchable, or the writers, just collectively? The writers and apparently, um, uh, Kusupo, um, I can't remember the guy's name. It was like Rene Kusupo, the uh, the other guy that owned the production company, her husband. Which they divorced like halfway through the production of the first season of Rugrats, I think. So yeah, he was he was a little bit more sane. Apparently, mm-hmm. he was the conduit between the writers and her that actually made sense. So he wh- was crazy enough to translate to her, but sane enough to understand the writers. Exactly. And he said he should talk to the writers hell. In like weird baby talk. And, and you mean all the time, right? Yes. Like, do, 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 you write the square. Okay, and I'm sure anybody who's watched the fucking um, Rugrats was kind of like, okay, this baby talk can be a little grating and weird at times. Yeah, so... That, that's their whole thing. I can't really go any further other than most of what we knew as Rugrats was just the first season. No. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be um, syndicated, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be syndicated, and it's like fucking like 100 episodes. So explain why it has to be that many episodes for syndication. Uh, back in like the up until like 2010, I think, or something, there was some really stupid law that you had to have at least 130-minute episodes in order for a show to be syndicated. Yeah, they've changed it since, and it more it has to do more along like the lines of screen time. Actually, I think. Yeah, it also has to do more along the lines of like how desirable of a program it is. Yeah, because I remember when we were when we were younger, me and you, like they used to show the Shield syndicated on like UPN in the mornings. Yeah, like thirty minute episodes. And it was one of those things where it was like, I don't think they have even 50 episodes yet. Well, and then Aqua Teen Hunger Force deliberately changing the name of the show so they couldn't be syndicated. Oh, I know. That was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, getting back to uh, getting back to our Nickelodeon horror show. Real horror show. Uh, after Classy and Subo, apparently the writers had like a weird revolt against her. Mm-hmm. I can imagine why. And that lasted a little bit. And then they brought the Rugrats back. After like three years after those. Was that when they became teenagers? or something? No, this is when they did that movie and they added like another kid. Oh, was that? That was right before the teenagers bullshit. The yeah. Kid, the kid who looked like a mutated monkey. That just like made. Yeah, fucking dill. Sorry, I'm yeah. passionate apparently about this. Now we're pretty much going to like be covering the weird foot guy. Yeah, the weird foot guy. Dan Snyder. Ooh, creepy foot doctor. Because, yeah, okay, so Dan Snyder had, like, Quentin Tarantino levels of, like, weird foot 
things going on. But unlike and, Quentin Tarantino, he didn't keep them to adults. Yeah, I mean... Okay, like, we're talking about, like, okay, what, what shows did he do? He did all that... He did uh, uh, Keenan and Kel, Drake and Josh. And there's a weird number uh, of like, show. like girls having like their feet like rubbed with like barbecue sauce and like weird things that you could imagine on the fe- oh. like just to be frank, you could imagine on the fetish site. Yeah, and also like a weird fat creepy guy like being into like I mean yeah, and that's the thing is like anyone I'm, we're not trying to be like you know like we're not trying to in- induce creepiness here. We're, we're not yeah. trying to. Find creepiness and things that don't exist. Like, right. if you really look at it, the creepiness is there. I mean, look, here's my rule if it's consenting adults, do whatever you want. Yeah. But the moment you bring a child into this or a non consenting adult, we got issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing with Dan Snyder. It was at first it was like this. He looks fucking weird. And there's like a bunch of 4chan articles about all the creepiness involving him. And but 4chan is not known as a bastion of accuracy. No, it really wasn't. So it was like, who cares? And then all of a sudden, all these people start like there was a rumor that he was Jamie Lynn Spears, baby daddy. And that's why Zoe 101 got canceled was to shut her the fuck up. I remember this. And what was she the star? Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. She was Britney Spears, little sister. And she had her own show on Nickelodeon that was also created by Dan Snyder. Yeah. And according to people that worked on the show, Sam and Kat, uh, Dan Snyder invited one of them over and had drinks with her in their hotel room. And remind me, ages? 16. Yeah, under 18. 16 and? Like 40. Jesus, okay. Something like that. I mean, Because, like, even 21 would be out of pocket, I but, mean, or whatever. This dude started development on all that in, like, 1989. So he was definitely an adult by this point. Like, again, you, uh... You, as an adult, 30, 40, 50 years old, you, you can't be having drinks with a 16-year-old. I mean, me and Millie were talking about um, what, God, what, what, um, what radio, uh, what, what, what radio, um, who, th- that 14-year-old girl who put herself naked on the cover. Oh, my God. We were talking about Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. The album cover for the the album that has I Want Candy on it. Yeah. yeah. And how, like, some record executive decided it was okay that the 14-year-old singer was naked on the album cover. And it's like... And even if it were her idea, it's your job to say no. Yeah, at some point, it's the adult's job to be like, look, you can't... We can't do that. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't get away with that. And You're I mean, a child. That's the thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uncle Larry, f***ing 40 years old with his 16-year-old nephew. Yeah, Uncle Larry can have beers with him as long as he doesn't turn it into, like, weird emotional or physical incest. There's a very big difference between allowing... A 16, 17 year old to have a shot of vodka at Thanksgiving versus, <laughs> again, a boss inviting a underage child to their home. Getting back to weird foot guy. Um, yeah, this is a lot of like weird eating feet jokes and everything like that. The problem is, is how many of those people wound up with like severe problems later in life, too? Okay. What's in Amanda Bynes, one of them? Amanda Bynes was in the Amanda show and all that. I remember. Um, I can't remember the name of the actress that Amanda Bynes replaced, but the actress that she replaced 
there are articles about how she would get beaten by her parents while like the producers of all that just sat there and watched. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then it'd like make her act better. Yeah, it'd make her act better. So they like, they would just watch that. It was like Kendra something. I can't remember her name. Also, um, I don't mean that beating your children doesn't make them act better. Oh no. Yeah, getting back to Dan Snyder. Definitely was like weird foot guy. There are a lot of bits from all that and the Amanda show and Sam and Cat and iCarly. Didn't he do and Keenan Zoe and Zoe 101 Kel? and Keenan and Kel? There's they like, all had weird foot things. Yeah, right? they all, they all weird have foot weird things. foot bits in them. And again, it's this weird foot thing involving teenage girls. There's a reason that the guy was like fired. And I mean, his production company also has kind of a creepy name. What is it? Snyder's Bakery. It sounds like a children's show that people get molested on the set of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So moving on, <laughs> moving on. Cut that out. Yeah, probably. Okay. So yeah, moving on. So yeah, there's Dan Snyder, the creepy foot guy. And I mean, so we had, uh, I think, like I said, Kendra something was the one who quit because of the severe physical abuse she faced. Yeah. Um. So moving on, we had Amanda Bynes who replaced her. Amanda, I don't know what in the hell happened to her. Like, to this day, there's really not much, like, what the fuck happened to her. But she went completely stark raving mad. I can't find another way to describe it. Well, it's like, like she kept going off of her meds and, like, she, it's, it's like almost like classic, like, um, like, um, psychotic pattern that you see where somebody's like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing good over and over again. And it keeps getting worse and worse. My favorite example was when she said that her dad molested her for years. And then she apologized about it and said, I only did that because of the microchips they put in my brain. But my dad's the one who made them put the microchips in me. So I think she has some unresolved father issues. Yeah. If not just father. Oh, definitely not just father issues. Mm. But like not to be a, dark about it, but, but that is uh, definitely probably yeah. part of it. So the good news is her conservatorship ended this year. Good. The bad news is she looks god awful. She has this like really bad tattoo on her face, and uh, oh, that's sad. Yeah, and like this really like just like she has a septum piercing, and she just she doesn't look well. But well, at least her conservatorship's over. Cause that that, could, that can't that can't hurt. And then of course there's the rumors about Dan Savage being Zo- uh, Jamie Lynn Spears' baby daddy. Wait, Dan Savage? No, Dan Sorry, Snyder. It's Dan Snyder. Okay, Sorry, I was like, what? Dan okay. Snyder. There's <laughs> rumors about Dan Snyder being Zoe 101, Jamie Lynn Spears' baby daddy, and that's why Zoe 101 got canceled. And I mean, that's where all the Dan Snyder stuff started. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, who gives a fuck what 4chan says? But then more and more stuff started coming out about how creepy he was. And it's one of those things where it just kept piling up until yeah. you're like, look, there's a mountain of evidence that's too hard to ignore. And then Something's you, going on. And then you start equating all the emotional damage to people who were stars on his shows. Yeah. And it's not like the Hal Roach thing where he's like, I worked with 500 kids. The fact that 30 of them died tragic deaths is not a fucking, like, not crazy yeah. thing. This guy, it's like every fucking show that he worked on, there was some person who was profoundly damaged afterwards. Was he responsible for the Naked Brothers Band? Which Was that, or was that Disney? 
No, that was Nickelodeon. Well, this sounds absolutely The name cool. alone, yeah. I was just I don't know anything about that. Hold on, I look know it up the real name. quick. Do you have the, your phone? I know the name, but... Like, this is one of those things I'm kind of glad I didn't know about, and I feel like I'm never going to get this back again. Oh, yeah. Let's let's look this up on the old Wikipedia. Okay. Who created this? Polly Drapper. Oh, I don't know anything about her. This is pretty much what she did with her life. With this one show? Yeah, this is like one show. Wow, Dan Snyder had nothing to do with the show. Interesting. Okay, so let's see what it's about. Okay, so they weren't actually naked, which is nice to know. Yeah, but, like, it was just, like, these two, like, little boys that had, like, their own band and would, like, fight with each other and stuff. And, I mean, I guess that's cool as long as, like, nobody was, like, videotaping them fighting and, like, just being, like, really into it. Good, good. Now take off his shirt while you... <laughs> now, now hit him. I want to see some blood. <laughs> God. Yeah, so, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with Creepy Foot Guy. Okay. I'm glad. Um, just getting back to Creepy Foot Guy, there's also Kel Mitchell's drug abuse, which I just found out was a thing today. Oh. Yeah, Kel Mitchell apparently was, like, really addicted to drugs after Keenan and Kel ended. Which I feel drugs? like I kind of heard about this. Did they say which drugs? No, I didn't say which drugs. Uh, he's now addicted to Jesus. That's what the, that's what the article was more about. I also know he had just been turned down for the role in Saturday Night Live, and Keenan had gotten a role, but not him. Oof, yeah. Duh. Yeah, and that also helped with his depression. But um, there's probably also some trauma. Oh, I imagine. And then you also have Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Yes. Which apparently he did like some really problematic, weird pedophile shit. Oh, shit. Like what? Apparently he was like grooming teenage girls. And it's the reason that uh, Josh Peck or whatever his name is won't like talk to him. Like Josh Peck, apparently his life is like a f like producer or whatever is actually taking off kind of well. He was in that movie The Wackness with Method Man that did really good. And he apparently just got married and he wouldn't have Drake at his wedding. Okay, I'm <laughs> watching Nickelodeon from the 90s or early 2000s is like watching The Wizard of Oz. It it's like it's really fun, is. but it's like, oh, yeah, they died in this scene. And, oh, yeah, they, like, they like tortured these people. Yeah. yeah, there's a dead girl in the background, and the Tin Man will be dead in a few years from lead exposure, and the Scarecrow will be dead from mesothelioma due to the asbestos in his suit. Oh, and the witch almost burned to death. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Yeah, where yeah. you're just horrified every second. Oh, yeah, there's a dead girl in the background. And then, yeah, so moving on from from Dan Snyder. So to summarize what happened to Amanda Bynes, she had quit doing the Amanda show and all that had been canceled a few years earlier. And she started doing a show on, uh, I believe, the WB called What I Like About You or something. And she just started getting really bizarre. Her behavior started getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And there was this point where she started claiming that her dad had molested her Ooh. and that it actually wasn't her dad. It was the microchips they put in her brain, but her dad was the one that demanded they put the microchips in her. Oof. And it started getting weirder and weirder, and eventually 
her behavior got so bizarre that her family was granted conservatorship over her. Thankfully, this year, she went to a court and was like, hey, I'm mentally stable enough to like get my life back. I'm getting married to a man who can like look after me. Mm. And her parents were like, hell yeah, we don't want to be in control of her life. As no one should. You know, we're decent parents, and we believe that her child should succeed. But yeah, you have Amanda, you have Drake, you have all these people. And again, they all had, like, severe emotional issues. I mean, and again, there's so there's Sam and Cat was, I guess, a, it was like a iCarly spinoff or something like that, some show. I was way too old to watch Nickelodeon by the time these things were, like, on. But um, Yeah, I never watched iCarly. That was about yeah. right when I stopped. Yeah, right so apparently there was a spinoff of iCarly where, like, um, the two actresses that they got in it, they're, like, really feuding right now and stuff. But one of them just came out with a tell-all again where they were like, Z- uh, Dan Snyder invited me over for drinks, and it was really awkward, and he wanted to give me a back rub. and Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I can see. Because apparently at first Nickelodeon was defending him, and then by the end of it they were like, no, no, we can't have you here anymore. Which is good. And now he's doing a show for CBS or something. So, you know, he's going to have a whole new group of people to victimize. Well, I mean, it's one of the rare cases in which cancellation doesn't work. She said ironically. I know. Louis C.K. is back. Everyone's back. No one actually gets canceled, really. Like, a couple of people have gotten canceled, but it's only when they have, like, you know, actual justice brought upon them. Even then, it doesn't do really much. Like, Bill Cosby and stuff. Yeah. Yes, but... You know, he's almost dead anyways. Yeah. Other than all this horror we talked about tonight, I guess the only other thing I can bring up right now is uh, Doug and how that was a show about the lamest, most boring kid of all time. Never liked Doug. And I'm pretty sure that Mr. Dink was grooming him. You know who was cool from that show? Who's that weird bully who looked like he was a coffee shop drawing and only because of his drawing? Who had green skin like he had some sort of jaundice? Yeah, like I always yeah. thought he'd be cool yeah, on the side of a coffee cup, right? Hair. Yeah, yeah that, like the- he looked cool. He he looked cool. He was the only character who looked cool. Yeah. And that there's that 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 well, the, the dork ass girl with the dork ass hair. And well, then his dork ass friend. Who was blue, Peter. but he was supposed to be black. Yeah. But he's blue. Yeah, they never cared for dog. Yeah, see, I like the fact that uh, uh, Roger Klotz would definitely be a cop now. Which one is he? He was the bully. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, him or that or him and Doug would be married. Yes. And Doug do, would, do, do, Doug do, would do. finally tell him what Mr. Dink did to him, why he always showed him all those cool things he owned. What the fuck was the point of Doug? There was nothing ever got like resolved in that show. It was, it was just about his boring ass life. I don't give a fuck anymore. It was the nineties. It, it was all about experience, man. It was no, about- no. That <laughs> show was boring as all got. Oh, it was. Out. I never, wa- I never watched it. It was seriously like, like the half worst. of it was his imagination, and then the ha- other half of it was just his boring, yeah. shitty life. Yeah, it like was... nothing ever happened in that show. I think one episode, yeah. the most exciting thing I ever saw in that entire fucking show was they got stranded on an island at one point. And of course they got rescued by the end. It wasn't even a two part episode. 
God, love that show. I'll close this out by saying that you can always get a hold of me on patreon.com slash nerdforensics and you can give me money and we can raise the production quality of the show. Money me. Money now. Me a money needing a lot now. Or if you have suggestions about the show, about the yeah. show where you could do that. You can also suggest things on nerdforensics at facebook.com or nerdforensics at gmail.com. Send me your criticisms, comments, love letters, death threats. I'm willing to take them all. Just keep your death threats tasteful, please. Be more like a challenging to a duel type thing. Yeah, I mean, I would love to kill people in duels and bring that up every like episode, how many people I've killed in a duel so far. Can they do them? Can they like get like fifteen percent off their duel with a um? Well, a, with a Patreon subscription, you can get fifteen percent <laughs> off your death and duel. I will totally let you choose the weapon between a musket and a Chinese saber. And what tier is that? How many dollars a month? Anything. Give me like ten dollars a month. Give me ten dollars a month. I want ten dollars a month. Give me money. Give me money now. Tell me I'm good. Tell me Tell I'm me good. good. Tell me I'm good. Money me. Yeah, money, money me now. wanting a lot now. Anyways, yeah. uh, did cat do- did cat dog have a gender? It was dog cat. It was a dude. So yeah, I'm gonna leave y'all with these words: Your heart is a muscle the same size as your fist. Your eyes are just slits and bags of fat, and all those songs are sang on road trips. Is that an EJJ? And uh, Jackson Jihad. Well, it's AJJ and uh, Y, which I'm sure Yoni Wolf is like problematic in some way because I haven't followed him in a couple of years. And oh, I have no idea what's up with him. That's what happens every time I stop following a musician. They turn out to be problematic a few years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shit. I remember my brother was really into uh, Ariel Pink. I think that's her name, Ariel Pink. And it's like this weird, like, like femboy who's like super racist and hates trans people. Oh, fun! Those weird. are God. Yeah. I mean, you know, God bless femboys, but God, mm. you know, God curse those femboys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so we're gonna end with these words: God bless fanboys, God curse femboys, and God protect Clancy Brown. <laughs>